All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. Suprema, su, su, Suprema Roll Call. 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 Questlove Supreme. Yeah. And we down south. Yeah. Cannot believe. Yeah. We got Fonte out the house. <laughs> Suprema, su, su, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, su, su, Suprema Roll Call. My name is Fonte. Yeah. I hope y'all miss me. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. But you feeling bitchy. Yeah. My name is Sugar. No, no. Atlanta's lit. Yeah. We doing roll calls. Yeah. Back to the shit. It's Laia. Yeah. And we back. Yeah. The Jackson ladies are here. Yeah. Y'all ready for that? No. 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 We not Suprema. Suprema roll call. Make it up, Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Keisha. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I had to say it. Yeah. My mama's roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. You got this. You got this. Suprema roll call. Ain't no roll call. Yeah. Y'all just calling out my song. Yeah. Back to the shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> roll call. That's wrong. That's a prima. First time in after, three years. Th- yo, we I'm saying this is ah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we oh. were, we were, ladies and gentlemen, we were very <laughs> nervous. Like you should have seen us. It was like not even the first day of school, but well, they're the, gonna see us on this. Yes. Oh God, they're literally seeing us right now. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an episode 
Just a regular episode of Questlove Supreme. Nothing. Fonte, how did we get you out the house? Man, um, is this the first time you left North Carolina? Uh, yeah. Oh, look at we special. even minus gigs or whatever. Nah, nah, we didn't play no gigs. We didn't play. You've no not gigs. been on a stage in two. We did the first uh, Little Brother show. We did it was in May, March I in say, North Carolina. Yeah, it was in North Carolina. It was outdoor gig. We uh, opened for Sylvanesso, but wow. that was it, man. I haven't been nowhere. We've, I've been in the crib. I've been. Knocking on wood, you know, Congratulations. Sliding, slipping and sliding, no COVID, no nothing. So I'm Congratulations. trying to keep my feet going. I know how we got him out the house. How do we get him out the house? It's an all expense paid trip somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to meet Millie Jackson, meet Come Millie. On. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, he almost started crying the second she saw us because the, the way we hugged, it was almost like, nah, almost really... felt like it's Bill Sherman's oh. funeral or something, like, because Bill's not here. <laughs> I assume he's still at Sesame Street, yeah, which is yeah, why. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I, Fonte almost. We are. He, I told him we almost busted the titty yesterday in our first our first hug. It felt so good. Wow. It was just so tight. It was good though. I missed him. I missed Fonte. Ain't nothing like a Fonte hug. You had if you had one, you know out there. <laughs> you know. Nah, it really is good to see y'all, man. It, it's it's it's. It, I I really miss y'all. Like, I got my Fonte hug. Okay. <laughs> Same. I got my Fonte. Hug. Yeah. Right. I got my publisher's clearinghouse thing. I don't know. Yeah. So I will say that we at Questlove Supreme definitely did want to go a third year. Without at least a supreme roll call, so it was important that we all do this in in person. And I, I guess we wanted to do this in grand fashion. So in case you're listening, we took a pilgrimage to uh, the great state of Georgia. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be here uh, doing Welcome uh, to Atlanta. many many episodes uh, that you'll hear. Uh, probably the next six or seven Questlove Supreme episodes will be based in Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, I'm in Georgia? Yeah, you're in Georgia oh, right now. Right. We're not in New York anymore. Yeah, they don't let me out of Manhattan very much, so I this, see. Is a, this is good. Well, you know, without further ado, I'll say that um, we're really excited to have our special guests on the show. Wait, can we also just admit that we are now officially on YouTube? Yeah, oh, we kind yeah. Of been we've doing been doing these, a soft launch. We, yeah, we've been doing this. <laughs> <That's a soft laughs> launch. No, well, I didn't, know, I didn't realize until the Steve Rifkin episode that we were, that we had a YouTube we page. We went viral with uh, Jennifer Lewis, yeah. Even Wait, the Jennifer Lewis episode? Yeah, I got to talk about that. From people that don't even listen yeah. to Yeah, we made it to the talk on that one, bro. Oh, we're legendary. Oh, on, we on the talk, I mean, baby. come on now. We ain't Millie Jackson, but we <laughs> We're not Millie Jackson, Dude, but we if we're on the talk, that means that, you know. That's true. Wow. Okay. Kids know us. Right. Now kids know us. Well, I'll, I'll say that I, I've been begging and hoping and wishing for this moment. Uh, for the longest, um, and it was when we did said Steve Rifkin episode in which we were reminded that his legendary father, Jules, had signed uh, our guest today to the label. I don't know, thoughts just started racing in my head because it's like, I see Spring Records almost as the precursor of like a Def Jam, simply because our guest today is truly the mother. She's the creator of, of rap. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, not to mention Jules uh, Rifkin, also signing James Brown, which damn near provided the landscape for every sample that we had on the label. Fatback's King Tim III, the official first rap release on the label. So Spring Records is is super legendary. I didn't realize that until we did the, the, the Rifkin episode. And um, I will say our, our guest is definitely one of the, the first artists uh, I've ever seen have a, a warning sticker. That was my. That was in my uncle, my dad's. Don't touch that part of the record collection, which instantly meant 
I got to hear it. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. The now first time I ever looked at him. Oh, what she say? Oh, my God, what's that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's this moment. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's such a legendary discography. I mean, name these, like, there's Caught Up, uh, Still Caught Up. Is even better the, the sequel, <laughs> uh, the Afro uh, mentioned uh, feeling bitchy. I heard so good. My favorite uh, live and uncensored. Mm-hmm. Which I think I got first got sent to the principal's office for singing uh, "Fuck You." Yes, in the third grade. <laughs> that's, a, that's the first time I got sent to the principal's office uh, back in third grade. Um, not to mention, uh, you know, we're going to talk about her legendary play productions and whatnot. Uh, you know. Young man, older woman. Uh, we, we, you got to remind me about Florine wow. on, on Martin also. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, that just hit me right now as we spoke. I got a check last week. Yes. Residuals. Come yes. on with it. Come on with it. Oh, uh, $21. Not, there you go. Not to be outdone uh, because epigenetics is real. Yes. Uh, her legendary daughter is also joining us right now. Um, we've known about, I've known about her since... The late '80s, but you know she's done amazing work with like a lot of our favorites. With with uh, you know, name them: Badu, uh, Whitney Brown, yeah. Houston. Not to mention the legendary Outkast. She she has history. She has legacy. You know the the daughter's a legacy project that she's been a part of with Isaac Hayes's, like sort of the 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 progeny of, of all the greats of Isaac Hayes's kids. Yeah. Yes, of uh, Al Goodman, right? Of the moments in Ray Goodman Brown, uh, no, they don't sing. No, the, the they kids, don't. The kids don't sing at all. So it's it's not. So you just no. So it's Isaac Hay, Isaac Hayes' daughter, right? Um, we had Ray Charles's daughter, right? She's in and out sometimes. We have Anne Betty Wright, Betty Wright's daughter, right, right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we have uh, Ruth Pointer's daughter. Oh wow! Who okay. is also Dennis Edwards' daughter. daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh snap! We found that out with Bonnie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bonnie, yeah. <laughs> Bonnie let that one out the And bag. we have Ann Nesby's daughter, right. Jamisa. Oh, okay. Sounds of Blackness. Yeah, but not to mention, you've been hipping me to the uh, your Yacht Rock Review Project, yes. which I can't wait yes. to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Questlove Supreme, the incomparable. Now I feel like Don Cornelius, because you decided <laughs> to say the incomparable. Millie Jackson, Keisha Jackson, to Questlove yes. Supreme. Thank y'all so much, man. I, I will say that this episode probably started 45 minutes ago. We just started taping now. Hell yeah, it did. It did. Oh, man. But if we have started taping before then, I'm certain that we'll insert stuff. So um, how how are you ladies today? I'm fine, thank you. We, we were paying uh, homage to you, you know. Uh, oh, that's why you were saying back mm-hmm. to the shit and feeling bitchy. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We got, we got to let our audience that. know who and, the queen is coming. We, I wasn't ready. And me either. And fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, I bet you you can't even spell it, and you still saying it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you spell "fuck you"? Yes, spell it. Yo, hard spell way. it. Give me a shot. Good. P H U C K. You ain't finished. Oh, E U. Oh, you, you, you. E, yeah. Dash you. Oh, E U. No, no, just just you. Just you. Just you. Just me. Fuck. Exactly. Just you. C. K dash U. Yes. That's how you spell it. That hurt. Yeah. No, it 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 felt good to 
be cursed out by Millie Jackson. For real. It's an honor. All no, my no, life. Straight up. I've been waiting for this all my life. He just told me my mouth was dirty. I was like, word? I was getting so wild. Movie was wild. All my life, that's what people say. Really? I want to meet your mom so she can cuss me out. Right. Exactly. Our first question of the show is, can you two share your first musical memory? Mine is her. Oh, really? talk about yeah. it. Talk, right, about, well, it. talk about it. Yeah. Speak, speak it, on this. Yeah, my musical memory was her, but it's kind of hard to pin it down. Wait a minute. So, I not to interrupt you, but were you allowed to go to shows when you were huh, kids? Absolutely. She did back. Ground for the show. At, I beg your pardon. What no, age? but I mean, as, not as a kid, but no, I was there. Like nothing. Listen, we'll get into that later. Okay, if you want to. Yes. Okay. Definitely, <laughs> definitely went to shows early on. Didn't really know what I was witnessing. Right. You know, and, and as I got older, I was like, oh, this shit ain't normal. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is not, this what ain't normal. This is this shit ain't normal. And it's really funny. And she does that because she knows that I don't. I typically don't cuss. I cuss, but I typically don't cuss in front of her. Mm, okay. That makes sense. So the it's like, even though it, I've been exposed sense. to it all my right. life, I just, it's a respect thing. And it's a, but every now and then, listen, it flies out. out. It Wait, is what it is. I want to take a poll. Are, are we cussing in front of our mamas yet? Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just started cussing in front of my mom. Like, yeah. Oh, you cussing yeah. your mom. Not a lot. her out. Everyone, yeah. yeah, you allowed to do that. The only thing you don't do is bitch. Like I almost caught myself the other day. No, we not yeah, there. We, we not, not there. even my mama. in a complimentary no, way. No, like, no like you look good, mom. Like bitch. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I don't do, I don't do the b word, and I don't do, I don't throw f bombs. Okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Not e- or not, not it, even ph bombs. Not, not when you know I'm listening. Correct. Right. Because I remember you coming out the dressing room with the background singers one time and didn't know I was in the hallway yes. and I thought Millie Jackson had died doing background. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. It goes down. So definitely but goes down. You, I mean, surely you know that the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. So. But, I, hey, I, I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. And, and then what? She was saying things to the other background singers because she was pissed off mm-hmm. that I haven't even said. She created new words that I had never heard. Now she said, and I'm going, what? What? Not did, what? Uh-huh. what? Next generation. Kirk. And she yeah. came out and saw me and went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would probably react that way today, though, if she saw me in my real, you know. Right. So, so she was your first musical memory? Yes. She was my first musical memory, but I don't have any specific memory like that comes to mind. It was just always music in the house. It was always the blues. It was always B.B. King, Bobby Bland. Like, so I remember going to those shows because she was on the shows a lot with B.B. and Bobby. Then it got into ZZ Hill. I don't Hill. know why. What? ZZ Hill, Denise LaSalle, like those were. I don't were know why. The- really? Was it what you didn't like? You didn't like the circuit? We, we were with the same agency, you know, uh, so I kept getting stuck in there. So they kept putting her with blues artists. A little bit more conservative. Because they didn't know. They just didn't know where to put her. Mm, okay. So my Richard memories, Pryor was still alive. Yeah. Oh, you you know? would have did a show. That would have been dope, though. I did that once. <gasps> what? Just As, once. How was it? Not what I thought it would be. <laughs> Was his audience shocked? Uh, no, he was. What do you mean? <laughs> wow. Please break this down. He met me on the elevator and looked at me like I was Satan number one. 
Really? I said, I just met your mother. He said, oh. He intimidated. He was intimidated. Yeah. 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 I, couldn't not, kind of black I did not want to work with him no more. Oh, the irony of it is that, you know, I think, you know, back then it was the misogyny as mm-hmm. well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay Women for, weren't allowed to. for me to speak like that, but, but for a woman to speak like that. But his mother was at his show. And I met his mother and she was nice and sweet. And, and she know. had the brothel, right? So, like, she'd been, she, Hello, I mean, uh, you know, uh, she was cool to me, but he wasn't. That's, wow. Yeah. yeah. You was her people, probably. She probably was like, I'm fucking with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, it, you know, I think in the case of being good for the goose and good for the gander, like, sure. men are definitely territorial. Because even, if you remember when uh, WAP came out, Snoop had, like, did his yeah. first almost op-ed on... A lady shouldn't be saying that. I'm like, yo, didn't you make it? Ain't no fun. Did I miss the memo? Well, since you're speaking of that time period, I always wanted to know, have you ever had any interaction whatsoever with Betty Davis? No. Uh Okay, Betty Davis, the... Um, actress? Ex- well, no, 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 no. not the, the actress. Singer. Uh, the ex-wife of Miles Davis, who... She wanted. She too wanted to push the envelope, and like the NAACP kept. I don't remember meeting her. Okay. I met Miles, and he was more like the other one. Are you serious? Yeah. You. mm, They wasn't ready for you. Who were the so were there um, any guys in the industry that like really were respectful and like really supported you? Yeah. Who were the people that really was in your corner? Joe Simon. Oh wow. Okay. Label mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the owners, actually, of Springs Records, and he was cool. Fatback, then yeah, Fatback band. band. But we, I think I only worked with them maybe once. But Joe Simon and I worked together quite often. Okay, That's yeah. Our audience, they'll they'll know Joe Simon from Drowning in the Sea of Love. They'll know that yeah. sample. But of, uh, yeah. he died about a year and a half. He died ago. a year and a, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And he had, I I sent him preaching. <laughs> what? Like, he, That's right. He did he join the ministry. Pastor, yeah. yeah, he gave he gave it up and went preaching. I I, I used to laugh about that. I said, "Did I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> but for you, before you got your deal, like I know that I guess your entry into this was writing poetry. So, not really. Really? So tell me about your being. Like, what was the moment where you were like, "I have a God given talent, and I I want to express this." I owe my entire career and cussing and everything else to a very nice gentleman who I never heard curse in my life, Billy Nichols. Okay, who was he? Like Billy Nichols? Billy Nichols. He had a band and a group came out afterwards. I'm trying to remember the name of his band. But he, you know, took me to spring. Okay. Yeah. You, what year was this? 1971. Okay. In fact, uh, I did one song prior to that with MGM. Okay. A little bit of something's worth more than a whole lot of nothing now. Mm-hmm. And then it took me two years to learn how to cuss, and I went to spring. Because <laughs> MGM didn't... didn't no, nah, they didn't, were super, no, yeah. No, 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 no. But no. how do you learn? You said two years to learn how to cuss. I already knew how. I well, when did that. you when okay. did you feel safe? Because the thing is that even though we're joking about it, 
it's very real because, you know, as I mentioned, when Betty Davis tried to do it, it was to the point where she couldn't do shows no more because they would actually have, like, bomb threats. And literally, like, she was a threat to people. So to be so unrestricted, like, what was the, for you, what was the, the, the turning point of... All they had to do was see my live show and say, uh, sign her. Because I was always cussing at the live show. But not on and the club promoters, and they were fine with that, or? Oh, yeah. They say adults only. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, okay. So some people was upset when they came to see my show, so I had to really cuss them out, because since it said adults only, I guess they thought I was supposed to be getting undressed. Ah, uh, okay. <sighs> they thought it was okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, adults only. That's that's for the strippers. Uh-huh. You see nothing here, and get cussed out if you ask to see something else. Whole lot here. of legs. Yeah, I gave them leg. Now I had I always had nice legs. No ass, but nice legs. Okay, legs are good. You doing well. <laughs> you doing well for yourself. So when in the studio, at least when you are doing your legendary raps. When we say legendary raps, you know, there's this start streaming. Sing the song, shut the hell up, and turn the mic on. Really? So you would just do it live with the band right there? and Yeah. Whatever comes up came out. I mean, it was in my head. It always related to whatever the song was. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just meant in terms of, you know, when you're structuring the song, is it? You see the terrible thing about being in love with a married man. Mm-hmm. 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 Tell me, go in. Talk That's about the it. first line. Oh, I know. I was waiting for you to keep going. But, but I'm saying, you know, I done finished singing. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. right. So uh-huh. now, you see the terrible thing about being in love with a married man the fact that you can't see him when you really want to. And on stage, you know, you see the terrible thing about being in love with a married man. You got to get fucked after he fucked his wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You. So two versions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is the greatest show ever. That's the show. I'm just <laughs> saying, Keisha, it had to be fun. It just, I, don't, I mean, I know it was a lie. Man, wow. I mean, I know it was a lie. It was, God damn. Sometimes you just have you to. Were, you were nominated for a Grammy for that version of loving you is wrong if why, i believe why, why do you want to remind me why do you i, I, why, didn't, I didn't even want to be in the mic to say this i'm giving you your flowers <laughs> get it too i'm giving you your flowers let's get into no. it let's get go into no, it. Let's no. go. No, no there's a story no, there so no. wait there's a story, a story there nah let's talk about right. it i don't know Rather the story then nominate me for the grammy right uh-huh. they gave it to aretha franklin for a fucking song that was two years old what was this ain't what? nothing like the real thing one i think that year. Two years old. It shouldn't have even been nominated. Been nominated. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. have been. It shouldn't have. Yeah, so who was, was, was it? Uh, uh, Clive. Sorry. No, it wasn't Clive. It was pre-Clive. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Oh, it was, uh, uh, it, was uh, uh, it was. I don't know who it was, but they got some star in my mind. I'm an American. Yeah. Right. And Joe Wexler. Yeah. 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 So it's funny because there's a video on YouTube with the, and David Bowie is introducing the award. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember a side eye moment. And he's high as hell. <laughs> right. Like he was like, hello. And he's high and sway and chill, cool as hell. And he's like the nominees for best uh, R&B singer female is. And it was like, it was mom. It was, I think it was uh, Thelma Houston. Mm-hmm. 
I forget who the others were. And then it was Aretha Franklin. And so you see, as they're announcing the names, you know, everybody's just kind of poised. And she's got on this white outfit, white hat, and she's sitting there like, <laughs> I mean, I she knew that it wasn't going to go to her because they slipped Aretha in the category at the last minute. And she wasn't, her song wasn't even qualified because uh, she hadn't, she hadn't put out a record in two years. Wow. The so in. everybody knew all the other ladies knew yeah. what was going down. So when it came time, but how does that affect your relationship with Aretha? Cause technically it wasn't her fault. That's her people like putting it in, you know, placing her in the right places. I have no problem with Aretha, except for the fact that I um, was also, Booked by the same agency, and I wouldn't let her up the hallway one day. She was. Mm-mm. What does that? You wouldn't let her. She she was coming up the hallway, and I stepped in front of her, mm. and she looked at me like, uh, and stepped over, and I stepped over again, and I says, "Hello, Aretha." And she says, "Hi." I said, "That's all." I just come up here every day after I get off from work and I see you and you won't speak. So I was determined that you was going to say hello to me today. You can go on about your fucking business. Shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be like. Thank Boom. You. I love it. Energy. Yeah. I yeah. still had my day gig. I love it. So you were still but working? You were still working like a regular job? Yeah. What, what were you doing? What was your day job? I was working in the garment district. Okay. Yes. In New York City? In New York City. Okay. Yes. Doing what? Yes, I was. And uh, I worked from uh, 9 to 5. And I'd get up to work and go up to Queen's Booking Agency to see my agent every day, who also booked Aretha. Wow. In fact, they damn near booked everybody black. Mm. But the top of the list was... Sammy Davis Jr., Dinah Washington, mm-hmm. and when Dinah died, they stuck Aretha in there. Yeah. But it was uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Dinah Washington, and Jazz Artist. What's her name? I can't think of her name. That's all right. I'm curious. I'm like, were you priority in this list? Oh, hell no. That's no. what I was thinking. That's, what she, was that's, like, where yeah, Aretha, like, that's where the Aretha problem comes in. because So it's so many Aretha issues. because They it's like, had... Yeah, they yeah. booked. She was on their roster, and so she got the gigs, and she was pushed down. The, the list, thing, so. uh, the reason I ended up at Queen's Booking Agency mm-hmm. is Henry Nash was uh, the tour manager for a show I did prior to him going to Queen Booking Agency. Uh, he so was, uh, I was with on tour. With Elsie Cook, hmm. Sam Cook's Sam brother. Sam Cook, yeah, Elsie, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we toured for two years prior to him going to Queen Those Booking the, okay. Agency okay, and booking me. Wow. Yeah. In fact, I didn't even have a record when I was out there. And we singing with Elsie, was that gospel? Was that primarily oh, gospel? Hell to hell. the no. Word? Oh. Gospel. No. What was he? So what was else? He wasn't a gospel singer. No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, he just never had a hit because of his brother. Mm. His brother just took away all his stardom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. He 
he ain't talking about he ain't shy to Actually, he, well, he had one, I think he maybe had one album, but he had to do blues. So with you, when you were talking about them putting you in the blues category and lumping you with blues artists, where did you want to be? Did you feel like you were more soul, R&B? Where did you want to be? I was with, I talked a lot. Okay. I talked too much. So I was like the female Isaac Hayes. Mm. Ah. For the Ike's rap and all. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, how did, how did those collaborations come about? Me and Isaac? Yeah. Uh, we both ended up with the same record company uh, and... They wanted me to do something with a man. I said, well, you got Isaac. He's close. Okay. That's right. Isaac did sign a Polydor in yeah. 70. Yeah. I was yeah, with Spring, who was distributed, distributed by Polydor. Jules Rifkin. Yeah. yeah. Do you, what was Jules Rifkin like? <laughs> Jules Rifkin was... We're like hanging on to every word. Well, like, is this going to be good? Like, is this going to be bad? No. <laughs> No, no. Jules Rifkin was there because he was Roy Rifkin's brother. Okay. Roy Rifkin was the president. Julie was the vice president, but who actually took care of all of the music and had the ear was Bill Spitalski. Wow. I didn't remember his name from Steve. Yeah, no. They all did now. Rest in peace. Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. 
In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, and this is the thing. Whenever we have either an act or an executive uh, that was especially active in the 60s and 70s, you know, the question I always ask him is, I know that labels were mafia-run. I that's, don't that's think the, the Rifkins was in that. No, match. no, no, they weren't. I know. But okay. it's like, how do you avoid running into them? That's the th- And that's the thing that amazed me about Jules Rifkins, the fact that you know, in the days of Morris Levy and all of, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 mafia-run labels and whatnot, like, but I've heard... Palador was German. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the beginning of the major labels establishing and taking out the smaller labels. How did you avoid... Because usually with, from what I know, is that if you have some sort of success or notoriety, then they're going to take you or jack you or... Your manager winds up dead in an alleyway somewhere. Or... I didn't have one of those. They would be you were self managed. They would be really? killing the prize. Ah, uh, so you managed yourself pretty much your whole Never career. Never had a man entire career. No, wow. wait, wait, how does that, how happen? that happen? How does that happen? You keep your day job. So you oh, never man. once. This is not the first time I've heard this because I'm at so the... you can tell somebody go fuck yourself. I got a job. No, you keep your yeah, you and keep I'm your autonomy. Get paid with or without you. Hey. But how do you do the business? You still got to do the business representing yourself. Get all of it. Like, cause you, I, and you had I, a nine to five. I majored in business. Let's talk about it. The co- see, we didn't get to see. Okay. I need to know. This I majored is, in business. This is interesting to me because I'm just finding out. Makes so much sense. That Bill Withers didn't even feel safe uh-huh. in leaving his airport job until adjustments came out. Wow. So that means still Bill... Just as I am, wow. and Carnegie Hall. He was still wow. working. He yeah. was still had he his day job. Uh, nah, he, he was a he was an airplane. Installed twirlers okay. in the yeah. airplane. Okay. Wow, wow. So yeah, yeah there's no, like no, a no. picture of him with his, yeah. with his toolbox. So the, yeah, the cover of, of the, the cover first the, album. That's the cover him. the last thing. He's actually on his lunch break with his actual. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Like I thought they manufactured that yeah. thing. Like oh, you know, everyday guy Bill Withers. No, he was like, this is my lunch break. Take the photo. <laughs> so for you working, that was the way of keeping your autonomy. That was a way of owning yes. yourself. I worked down in the garment district and I got my all of my uniforms for twenty percent off of uh, 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 the regular price. Mm-hmm. Not no, no, we don't deal with that. Wholesale price. Wholesale. Oh, you got twenty percent off a oh, wholesale? wholesale. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> I mean nothing. This is Millie. So that's where all your stage clothes came from. Yes. So you never said what I you was did. Gonna say. <laughs> That that explains it. So wait, you never said what your job was in the garment district. What was the the gig? I was assistant supervisor of shipping for 
Kimberly Knitwear. Huh. Shipping, eh? Yes. Some power in that. <laughs> Wait, are you about to go get a job right now in the garment district? <laughs> right, right, right. You just gotta <laughs> find a shipper. I'm just thinking about how she used that Look, power. There's like, no okay. shame in that. Yeah. You know, I've I once had it. 19 jobs, and now I got seven. So yeah, and I, I, and, I stay and working. I knew since I was in the garment district, I know where to go and get all the rhinestones and the shiny yeah. stuff to put on my Kimberly knitwear. Oh, and they liked that you wore their shit too. No, they didn't did like not like they kept, that. Really? They didn't know anything about any of that. Oh. The point is, when I hit the stage, I looked like I was one of them people that was making a whole lot of money. Yeah, perception. Because I had my twenty percent off wholesale. Twenty percent off wholesale. And, Y'all don't and, understand. And lots, of, and lots of rhinestones and beads that I sold on myself. Keisha, when did you know that you said you know you were a kid, you just go around music? It's you know it's just normal. When did you know that it wasn't normal? When did you know that your mom was like, holy shit, my mom is like a star? She didn't know it too. I sent her to college. Well, so I got a, I kind of started to feel that we moved from Brooklyn to Teaneck. New Jersey. Wait, time out. Wow. Where, were you, where were you born and where were you born? I was born in Thompson, Georgia, 129 miles north of here. Of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yes. And you? I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. Kings County Hospital. You rule one. Kings County, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Michael Jordan. she moved on her own, basically, from Georgia to New York. Okay. Wow. And that to Newark. Well, up north. The people in Georgia didn't know no better. They including me. They thought they, it was all they, the same. They thought New York. She's oh, so going right. to New York. New York. <laughs> New York. It, it took two years hey. before I decided to go to the Apollo Theater and had to go through the Holland Tunnel. And I went, two the, years? What, did you, did you, did you. Yeah. What is Look, this? I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I haven't been in New York for this two years. <laughs> she had no idea. Yeah. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'd still, I'm sorry, New Jersey. And while I'm at it, I'm also sorry, New Zealand. Like, I just sort of consider y'all New York. Like like I I consider New Zealand Australia behind yes. everyone's back yes. and they get mad at that. Yes. yes. They don't play that shit. Right. And New Jerseyans and whatnot. I actually think it's better to look at New York and live in New Jersey than to actually be live in the city. Okay, so everybody that was recording and working in New York, telling people they lived in New York, actually lived across the George Washington Bridge in Teaneck and Inglewood. Yeah. yeah they yeah. still do that. They and I'm going to oh, tell you the real reason why, because you got to keep your family far. <laughs> right. Based yeah, on where I live right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I ain't trying to put people out there, but I definitely know that my uh, apartment is side chick central oh yeah it is oh that's a nice yeah that's a side chick building and expensive. i'm just saying i see a lot of lamborghinis and mm. you know whatever and that's where i can't mention that's it a, where mir <laughs> lives but yes. i will say yeah i will say that most people live oh you are in new york mm-hmm. i live in manhattan yeah okay okay and I'm, well see you i'll see a lot of sports figures in my building like they live here it's nah, like, no nah, nah. and then i realize yeah. ah okay but you midtown right Nah, I don't I try never... to narrow it down. I'm trying to. <laughs> Wait a minute. To I'm about to get my address you away. Wasn't in the buildings in New York. Keep it low. But and guess he, what? What's he? What? what <laughs> Ain't nobody I've said it before. I got I, one question. I love okay. the fight. I have. When you leave Jersey to go to New York, do you go through the Lincoln Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel, or the George Washington Bridge? I uh, Holland Tunnel. 
Oh, you? Upstate. Oh, what's it mean? What's it? No, that's, I just want to know what oh, it means. What, what does it mean? That that's, what downtown New York. Down. Yeah, I live. George Washington no, Bridge, no, no, no. you at uh, the top. No, no, no. I don't live near George Washington. I'm, that's because I'm downtown. you're in Teaneck and two minutes away, you know, me. <laughs> okay. So you go across the George Washington Bridge. Ain't yeah. nobody go go all the way downtown okay. to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. I, I live downtown. Yeah, she's just okay. CSI. My bro. partner <laughs> in the route. <laughs> <rotation. laughs> oh. You're going to expose all the people. Right. Like me and the Asleys and yeah. everybody else that claimed they were in New York. They right. famously Jersey Asleys, I feel like. Asleys, yeah. They yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Ray Gubman and Brown. Right. Chuck Jackson. They were all neighbors in T. Wow. So, she used to so when you moved to Jersey as a kid. So when I moved, right, we, I moved from, we moved from Brooklyn to Teaneck and I was six. And so at that point, I knew, okay, we're moving on up. Moving on up. <laughs> like, I knew something was up, but, it, you know, you just you just go. Like, But you was going to the show. Well, no, you weren't going to the shows by that time. Well, you were, oh, but, you definitely didn't, going. but you didn't know what you were doing. No, I didn't, I didn't know. I was just there. And I wasn't paying attention to the shows. I'm in the back, probably playing with somebody else's kids. Right. Can't wait till the show is over, you know. And then, uh, so, but it was when I went to. She did not see me at the Apollo. Which Apollo? Which Apollo show? Something you can feel, Apollo, where you're going around no, feeling? No, no, no. Ooh, no, I feel, no, feel feeling. what? No, I'm, oh, talk, yeah, she I'm was, talking yeah, it about was the, the other Apollos when you were allowed to come to the show but not to go out in the audience. Oh, okay. Because I used to sell the the roses with the lights in it. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I, and, and pictures. Y'all was hustling. What yes. you talking about? She yes. said she majured in business. And but this even, was before. This talking about your mama. I had nothing to do with She that. had nothing to do with it. Oh. No, I was just like, that was my way of, I kind of hustled my way to get on, to get on the road. Uh-huh. So I stayed in the Merch. lobbies during the show selling the, the, the light, the lighted roses. And then they always wanted to buy from Millie's daughter. Oh, cause ah. they, they knew so we it. had several I mean, people. They can look and see. Oh, yeah. But, but no, I told them because I wanted the money. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, you know, I got to hurry up because my mother's getting ready to come up. That's your mom? mom? Yes, ma'am. How many roses <laughs> do you want? You know? So that's what I would do to just kind of cassette tapes, pictures, yeah. and... Bootlegging, too? Lit roses. Yeah. Damn. So was, wait, it, was it just y'all was like, well, you, where was your dad? Was he in the picture this he time? He wasn't in nope. the picture. It was just y'all. He was, she, you, you were adamant on that? No. I can no. say that again. <laughs> nope. No, he wasn't I did around. not say no. No, you did not. So it was, nope. so it was y'all two and you're working in the garment district and you had, you were, were you born by this time? Was it, was this all at well, the same I time? Was, when you were having your nine and five. Oh, district. No, that was be- oh, no. before me. Oh, that was before you. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, because I was trying to see, like, were you taking care trying of a kid, working, oh, and no, doing? No. I was like, man. Okay, got you. What I do want to know is, in your day job, did they know you were legendary Millie Jackson? No. Wow. How? I wasn't that I was going to say, were you legendary at yet? that time? I stayed there in 71. Okay. And I had had... Uh, a little bit of something worth more than a whole lot of nothing. Then that was the fir- my first song, right. Clean, not a curse word in it. Uh, then in 71, I uh, Joe Simon put me on Child of God is Hard to Believe. Mm-hmm. That is. It's called A Child of God. And in parenthesis, it said it's hard to believe. Okay. And Joe Simon was was promoting <laughs> this song and the album. Mm-hmm. 
and they were telling him off and he had to go crazy. The DJs were saying, mad at him because they thought they were they, they was playing oh, they didn't the know. gospel station right oh, a wow. child of god oh no yes, <laughs> yes. joke on and, and when the record first came out you know but they after they finally got it uh and they heard you see the terrible thing about going <clears throat> with a married man and yeah, they, <laughs> them church right, people right, right. was like, yeah, say yes, what now? Yes. So they thought the gospel and, artists and, had and turned. The, yes. And Joe Simon is saying, is it my fault you didn't read the title of the song? Uh, <laughs> or listen to the song before you play it. Right. right. It's hard to believe it's in parenthesis under a child of God. Yeah. That's that's still one of my favorite songs, though, just because of the. the I know some people who go to church on Sunday. Them that same people or watch a lynching on Monday. Damn. Talk yeah, about justice and being free. But they'll watch a lynching so easily. Yes, it's hard. Hard to believe they're a child of God. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That song is <laughs> serious. Some people call these people children of God. Mm-mm. So glad we sitting here with you. No, this is, <laughs> this is just... amazing. Mm-mm-mm. So, I okay. So you mentioned. Oh, excuse me, y'all didn't have to get quiet. Then no, you know, nah, we, you were singing. We were yeah, 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 we we just take folks to church and tell them. We, we listen. I, I was just doing a little. Ex- you went to Jive Records in eighty five. Wild Hot Unrestricted was in nineteen eighty. Five or eighty-six, I believe. I put them out of business because they time to sign a new contract, and I asked for so much money, Spring couldn't pay it, and they closed the doors. Right, mm. and then uh, Barry signs you to Jive. Yes, is that how you know the beer is different in the UK? Yes, <laughs> that's that's why I didn't want to ask you. <laughs> when did Battery Studios? Get built because every artist that was on they Jive Records in, in London would have yeah. to fly to London mm-hmm. and record I only their did stuff it once. Okay, and that then was for I, that I album. Start, then I start cussing. Well, wait. What, okay, so what was that. the decision? I'm not saying your comeback, but hot, wild, unrestricted, crazy love wasn't. You know that was that was your 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 mainstream offering yeah. without the spice. Yeah. First of all, whose suggestion was that, and how long was it before you decided to go? Back well, to the shit. <laughs> ac- actually, uh, Hot Wild Unrestricted Crazy Love yep. was um, done by um, Not Timmy Allen. Uh, 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 two writers that they already had signed. They was oh, signed staff to writers and staff writers. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I see. And you recorded that album in the UK? Not the whole album, no. Or just a couple of songs. Okay. What was that experience like because recording over there? They were, that's where the company was. Okay. I was over there for two days and back home. Okay, I was about to ask, oh, wow. what was your experience? Was okay. Two days. Yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't love London? Everyone else was like <laughs> doing no, well, months you there. know, I was the producer, so after that, so. <laughs> wow. I don't go in the studio till I know what I'm getting ready to do. I see. I love it. And oh. most of the songs was written by me, so, yo, I knew what I was going to do. Wait, you were right live in the studio? No. It was never demoed ahead of time or? When I was the producer. Right. I would 
through the track off the top of my head because I already got the words. I already wrote the song. Okay. Okay. And then I'd go back and do it again, the the, the uh, vocals again, because I said a word there. It's kind of off. I mm. think I should do that over. But you do that when you produce. When you say do the track, would you like dictate? Do you actually play instruments, or would you nope, dictate the nope, ideas nope, to other nope, musicians? Nope. How would you do it? I ain't doing no instruments. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I play keyboards to write the song, and then I ain't playing on it no more. This is the song. Uh, I play the keyboard on Child of God, and then he comes see what I'm doing, and he do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and do it better than me because I can write four songs while I'm playing the keyboards on one song. I have a question. Uh, I want you to talk about, uh, there's a song of yours called Give It Up, in which you're advocating- You're going to hell. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not a song title. Right. Why? No. You're going to hell, I was just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not supposed to use the Lord's name in vain. Isn't that something? Now, I had to say that to her before, because she heard me say, God damn it. She was like, don't cut. I was like, you made a whole record. Give it up, goddamn! Give it up right now! Give it up! <laughs> you look. I'm just recapitulating Listen, your entire it. career. And it's right. but I'm No, but I mean, at the time, it was it was envelope pushing because people weren't thinking about rights for women or rights for the LGBTQ. I, like they weren't even identified back right. then. But what made you like? Was that your demographics? Like who? Who was in '79? Like I really became familiar with you when my aunt, my aunt used to always play live and unrestricted. So that was when I realized, like, oh, my dad got Millie Jackson records. Then I go back and see them at the bottom of the pile, or whatever. But who was coming to the shows? Because even at those shows, the audience is almost louder than you are. So it's it's like, who was your audience at that time? Mm-hmm. Let me say something. Yes. I remember. I wasn't in the audience. I distinctly <laughs> okay. remember. I distinctly remember her being on phone multiple times talking to potential promoters, people booking shows. And she would say, when is it? The 29th? That's it. That's the last week of the month. People that come to my shows don't have no money. So it was welfare recipients. It was people that she knew. They knew when that she check knew came. Her audience, she knew her audience. The first and 15th. She, she did not play. <laughs> She did not play around with that. Genius. And there were times that she would say, I'm not doing the gig. And it didn't matter what money they were offering. She was like, it don't matter because ain't no people going to be there. And she knew that you when it came time. the week of the 23rd. And she knew that she, she, I'm not going to go because I'm not going to get my money at the end of the night because you're going to come to me crying about how the people didn't show up. People didn't pay. Yeah. So she never, I remember that. Wow. That's what she there for. I never thought of that. I never knew that one could be that strategic with, their career. I mean, all the time. I mean, it's too late for me now. I'm like 30 years into mine. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, how come I never like that. thought that? Yeah. I told you I'm the manager. How did you balance all that? How did you balance between the management and the music? Like, how did you how did you balance it? I always thought that managers was overpaid for doing something that they had to tell you to do when you already know what you want to do. She's why like, would you, you know, why do I need you to tell me to do this gig? I know if I want to do this gig or not. Prince and they have to, to bring it to, to her to finalize it anyway. So off, she's yeah. like, if you got to bring it to me to, to say yes, then I may as well just do it. 
But right. we never expounded on your background when it came to business, though, because you said you went to college, you majored in yep, business, yep, yep, didn't go to yep, college. Yep. Wait, she went to college. Didn't go to college. So wait, when, I thought you said you made you majored in business, but no, I did in night school. Okay, so oh, well. what? So tell me about that then. So you went to night school to finish your. I got out of got out of high school. Yeah, because um, my um, biology teacher sucked. And, um, and I hope you mean they were horrible. <laughs> I do. Millie Jackson. She was yeah. horrible. Never know. This but is she, a Millie Jackson story. She said to me one day, <laughs> uh, I, we were getting, you know, you, you do A and B classes. Mm-hmm. The first year you do this and then you go to B of the same class. And our B was a real teacher in biology. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to fail B, and I've been on the honor roll. And this old bitch in A would stand up in there and talk all day long. And one day I just got pissed, and I stood up. I had held my hand up, and she would not acknowledge my hand for 15 minutes. And finally I stood up, and I informed her. I said, look, I have biology, too. Next term, mm-hmm. Mr. Sampson, don't play, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to tell me this bullshit about when you were in the Army? I don't give a damn about you being in the Army. Teach me biology. I want to know biology. Right. So well, are you going to answer my question I've been trying to ask you about <laughs> biology or not? F. She's right there now in this moment. She's right back and there. She sent me to the principal. He's standing right here. Right, so right. this passion been in you. She sent me mm-hmm. to the principal. Okay. And Mr. Landoffy said, What's it? Do you remember so you the name still, right? Mr. Landoffy. <laughs> what did you get last semester? And I told him, I'm still on honor roll. He says, Well, you're not going to fail the subject because it was the last semester of the term, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, What other subject would you like to take? He goes, send me to somewhere else so I don't have to go back to her class no more because if she give me an F for the last, I'm already passed. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. Lando. That's dope. So. Yes. You took business. I, yes. Okay. I says, I don't need biology. I don't need to know what's going on here and there with a frog and a dog and a whatever. I want bookkeeping. All right, so there you have it, folks. That's all for part one of Quest Love Supreme with the one and only Millie Jackson and Keisha Jackson. Uh, come back for part two where Millie sings one of her latest songs and Keisha talks about working with outcasts. And uh, they share an incredible mother-daughter story that it has to be heard to be believed. All right, see you all next week. Much Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.